Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to This Week Again. I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to start off this show with the GOP's latest scheme to screw over Americans. Move on to the Republican Party electing a flat earther to a district chair and follow all of that up with the Republicans' hilarious and very terrified reaction to their dear leader's second indictment. Let's begin, shall we? Earlier this month, Congress passed the debt ceiling agreement President Biden and the worst Kevin to ever be Speaker of the House came up with after weeks of unnecessary CW-style drama written, directed, and starring the maggot Republicans' Freedom Caucus. So we're two weeks out from all of that, and here comes Baby Carrots McCarthy circling back on those cuts to things like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid as well as veterans' benefits that weren't in the debt ceiling agreement. Roll tape. And you know what? I'm going to make some people uncomfortable by doing that, but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up on the American people. And this isn't the end. This doesn't solve all the problems. This is the first step. I'm going to announce a commission coming forward from the speaker, from bipartisan on both sides of the aisle. The majority driver of the the budget is, is mandatory spending. It's Medicare, uh, social security, interest on the debt. So you only have 11% to look at this budget. Okay, so fact check. When Trout Sniffer McCarthy said he only looked at 11% of the budget, that's because the social programs that maggots want to fuck with all end up adding up to 11% of the U.S. budget. The rest goes to the Pentagon. So now Whiny McCarthy and his poorly educated party are looking to fascist bitch this whole thing up by using one of the most pathetic tantrum strategies in their tiny playbook, the government shutdown. House Republicans are pushing for cuts to government funding, raising the risk of a possible government shutdown. The House Appropriations Committee adopted spending targets for the next fiscal year, below what was agreed on in the debt ceiling deal. A government shutdown isn't just a possibility, it's an increasing likelihood because they don't like that deal cut and the debt ceiling crisis. Oh, these taint sniffers think they're sneaking, don't they? They didn't get to enact their plans to ensure abject poverty onto the American working class with that debt ceiling deal. So what kind of governmental torture are they willing to sneak into the appropriations process now that they have power? In their proposal, they would gradually raise Social Security's full retirement age to 69, up from the current level of 67 for those born in 1960 or later. Their proposal also would call for mass call for massive tax cuts by proposing a permanent extension of the individual tax provisions of the 2017 Trump GOP tax. They want to start a premium support model that would subsidize private insurance plans. So taking public money and putting it into private insurance. The plan also contains a provision that would force disability beneficiaries to wait five years instead of the current two before becoming eligible for Medicare benefits. It also calls for dramatic federal cuts to the nationwide school lunch program. Okay, so let me get this straight. 
They want to starve out the school kids they've got while simultaneously making it illegal to get an abortion in certain states, which obviously means more school kids to feed and they'll have less money to do it with. So, yeah, I would say that this is a fabricated famine level problem when elected officials on one side of the aisle just can't do math and then are making decisions like raising the age our parents can stop wasting their time on the American dream from 67 to 69 years old. And their excuse for shortening the amount of time Americans can enjoy watching reruns from their recliner in the middle of the day is two totally dick reasons. Number one, Republicans say that life expectancy is rising. And as of 2019, the average American can expect to live 78.7 years. What Republicans aren't saying is as of 2022, America's life expectancy has dropped to 77.2 years and the real reason they want people working longer is because if they're giving permanent Trump tax cuts to their wealthy donors, they need the current workforce working longer to ensure profit margins stay up while red states restrict abortion access, making sure the next generation are born into abject poverty and have to go to work. It really is a tangled web of disgusting when you see how raising the retirement age works in tandem with illegalizing abortion on the state level. And speaking of disgusting things that are Republican controlled, Georgia is known for a lot of things like peaches and electing alleged pipe bombers to the U.S. House of Representatives. And now the former member of the United Confederate States can add electing a flat earther to their district chair of Georgia to their list of accomplishments. Candace phonetically spelled because my parents probably can't read Taylor is a Republican, no shocker there, and self-proclaimed spokesperson for the Big Globe Conspiracy, who said this on her podcast aptly named Jesus, Guns, and Babies. Roll tape. All the globes everywhere. I turn on TV. There's globes in the background. There's globes on there right here. Like this would be a globe if I was a normal person. Like everywhere there's globes. You see them all the time. I mean, it's constant. My children will be like, Mama, globe, 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 globe. They're everywhere. And that's what they do to brainwash. And so for me, if it is not a conspiracy, if it is, you know, real, why are you pushing so hard? Everywhere I go, every store, you buy a globe. There's globes everywhere. Every movie, every TV show, news media. Why? More, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So is it or not? I don't know 100%, but it's just, it doesn't make sense. Oh, now coming from a state that ranks 27th in education, I can completely understand why the fact that the earth is round doesn't make any sense to phonetically spelled Candace. This woman is on record saying she believes the leaders of the GOP are closeted communists and Democrats are Satan worshiping pedophiles who also eat children. So let that marinate for a moment. So, yeah, the scientifically proven fact that the Earth is round because gravity pulling on our planet from all sides equally 
creates the spherical form that we know and love today is just too much for this election denier snowflake and her tiny little brain to handle. Sounds right to me, doesn't it to you? And apparently that obvious point wasn't lost on comedian Blair Eskine, who decided to make a parody of Candace's idiocracy with a spot-on impression that sells itself. Here's Blair's brilliant performance. You know, I'm not a scientist because that is a made-up job, but I know that the Earth is flat, okay? Because if the Earth was round, why would maps be flat? They can never answer that, okay? And people want to be like, well, oh, if the Earth is, is flat, then what about night and day? Hmm, I don't know. Let me think about it. Maybe because the Earth is double-sided and God flips us over when it's time for us to go to bed and flips us back over when it's time for us to wake up, like I do with my husband. Like, use your brain. Use your head for a minute. If the Earth was round like a globe, everything would be falling off of it. All the oceans would be dripping down it like ice cream, okay? Unless the Earth is a DQ blizzard where nothing falls out. But even then, sometimes things do fall out and they do have to give you your money back. So that doesn't really make sense to me. They're trying so hard to make us think the earth is a globe. I see globes on TV, globes at my children's school. I saw a globe at Hobby Lobby, a place of worship, Hobby Lobby. There is a globe there. I mean, if I were a normal person, there would be a globe behind me, but I have a rotary telephone that's not hooked up to anything. So Bill Gates can't track me. Okay, because I'm using my head. <laughs> This version of Flatbrain Candace is brilliant, and I can't help but wonder if it's possibly a glimpse into this woman's actual train of thought. It was so good that it made the social media rounds, which means, and you've probably guessed it, this whole thing is going to circle right back to Flatbrain Candace. In what can only be described as a Karen-level attempt at shade, this basic bitch recorded herself rebuting the parody of herself in a meta moment that was completely lost on this poorly educated Georgian who now is a GOP district chair. A radical liberal psychotic girl in Atlanta who did a parody on me. She said, we can flip the earth upside down and have day and night. I would never have thought to say something so dumb. That is completely idiotic. And people that say, oh, this is you? No. Look at my lips. She had on red lipstick, but she does not have a full front top lip. And I told her that. The red was a nice touch, but you don't have the lips for it. Whoa, lady attacking a woman's looks because she did a parody and it hits you some type of way is a total Karen move. And honestly... I wouldn't expect anything less from someone who thinks accurate depictions of the earth as round in movies and television is part of some grand conspiracy orchestrated by the NSA. Or as certifiable Candace put it, I've never said the earth was flat. I've never said that I was a flat earther. I did not say that globes were fake. What I said was if the earth is a globe, which we've always believed the earth is a globe, and we believe that, why do we see globes on all the TV shows, on all the movies, and all the stores? Why are there globes everywhere? Why? It's propaganda for us to be okay with NASA spending billions of dollars of our taxpayer money to fund whatever they want to fund. Oh, bless your heart, honey. We understand. 
You think NASA is pushing the Earth is round by having our planet depicted in movies, television, and in stores as a globe because if we all believe the Earth is round, then NASA gets millions of dollars to spend on whatever they want. And it's not like they're spending all of that money on things like space exploration or better suit technology, certainly not asteroid defense, because we all know since the Earth isn't really round, but some flatter type of shape, asteroids could just bounce right off us like a trampoline. (laughs) But tell me again how you're not a crazy flat earther. And while we're waiting for Candace to think that one all the way through... Let's move on to the last few days because they've been really rough on villains if you ask the maggot members of the Republican Party because they've been losing their shit ever since the tiny-handed bandit made his appearance in a Miami district courtroom. Dumbass Jay Troublemaker has been officially charged by the DOJ special counsel Jack Smith with 37 counts of holy fuck including keeping U.S. government secrets, classified documents, and nuclear capabilities in the bathroom next to the toilet. And one of the best parts of the deal is Scooby-Coo has a probation officer appointed to him by the DOJ, and that's because Cheeto McFuckstick was released under supervision. (laughs) So basically... He has to get permission to go anywhere, cannot own a gun, or talk to witnesses or other defendants like his bodyguard and let the probation officer know where he's going and be able to search his home whenever they want, which might yield more classified documents. I mean, you never know what you're going to find in any one of those 33 bathrooms at Mar-a-Lago. First maggot to go nuts is the well-preserved Neolithic fossil elected by the poorly educated in Georgia's 14th district to suggest getting rid of the special counsel altogether and problem solved. I'm writing an appropriations rider to defund Jack Smith's special counsel, his office, and the investigation. This is a weaponized government attempt to take down the leading presidential candidate of the United States, Donald J. Trump. We have to use the power of appropriations to stop the weaponization of government. We know that there are others who are guilty of true crimes. Former Secretary of State and Senator Hillary Clinton had classified documents on Anthony Weiner's laptop. There should have been an investigation done into that. Joe Biden's documents that are sitting in his garage next to his Corvette where the door opens and closes. Oh, okay. We're using whataboutism to defend an individual's actions that in retrospect are far from comparison for any reasonably educated person. Okay. So first off, Hillary Clinton was investigated by the FBI during an election. And they determined no wrongdoing was committed. President Biden's staff immediately returned the documents they found and cooperated with the FBI, allowing a search of his offices and his personal residence, just in case they missed anything. And Dumpster Fire's former sidekick, Mike Pence, did the exact same thing, which is why neither of them have been charged. But... 
Then you have lumpy classified document stealer who lied about having them for over a year when the presidential archives asked for these documents several times, moved them around his property and asked his attorneys to lie to investigators about where they actually were and showed some of them to people he shouldn't have had, like Mark Meadows' autobiographer and possibly the leader of Saudi Arabia. And I didn't even mention everything that makes Donnie two scoops way worse than Hillary, Joe, or Mikey. And everything they did could not compare to what he has done, which is why they were not charged and the marginally sentient spray tan is now facing 400 years in prison for 37 counts of hell no you did not. But all of these facts were completely lost on alleged January 6th co-conspirator and the worst college coach ever, Mr. Jim Jordan, who lost his mind on CNN while making the same what about argument that Mad Trader Garbage did when she suggested defunding the special counsel. They're indicting President Trump for having material that he declassified that was protected by the Secret Service. Well, you can't obstruct he when there's no He is not the president crime. of the United that States. That is the fundamental flaw. It's on tape as part of this indictment that he did not declassify the material. Therefore, it is Dana, classified. Saying he, saying he could have is not the same as saying he didn't. He, he said, said now he, he I can't. Now he can't, right, because right, he's not president now, but when he was Which president, means he that did it's declassify. He said that. Which means Which, that what he, he was holding was classified. No, not, not, not if he declassified it when he was president of the United States, for goodness sake. But he's sake. saying point Again, blank in this, this audio is, tape this that he did not declassify it. I you have Secretary Clinton, who had classified material on a server. She was not president of the United States. She was Secretary Clinton. You have that happen. Nothing happens to her. When you have two people who do the the same thing, and one has the standard that I've talked about, but the only one who gets indicted is the Republican. The only one who gets indicted okay. is the one who was actually president who did it the right way. Oh my goodness. That is what the American people see. Uh, not for nothing, but Jimmy standing so hard for Dolt 45 makes me wonder what Jack Smith has on him now that Mark Meadows handed over text messages, emails, and phone call recordings from the wannabe fascist dirtbags like Jim Bob from Ohio. <laughs> what we know from a 2022 report published by the January 6th committee is that should be in jail, Jimmy was present for a shit ton of post-election meetings attended by the likes of Rudolph, I'm Melting Giuliani, and so many more. Where the Legion of Insurrection came up with all of their best harebrained schemes to dispute the 2020 election by crying fraud. But the hilariously desperate way Orange Nose Jim is trying to convince Dana Bash from CNN that the former guy was president after he left office must mean that he's afraid of a preeminent probability of getting in trouble for what we might not know that he's done yet. <laughs> kind of like the pearl-clutching, I'm totally not gay, effeminate-sounding, lifelong bachelor senator from South Carolina, Mr. Lindsey Graham who got himself all worked up, bless his heart, trying to defend his partner in crime to Curious George Snuffleupagus on ABC News. Roll tape. 
Well, here's what I believe. We live in an America where if you're the Democratic candidate for president, Hillary Clinton, you can set up a private server in your basement. And when an investigation is had about your activity. No, let me finish. I'm trying to answer the question from a Republican point of view. Most Republicans believe we live in a country where Hillary Clinton did very similar things and nothing happened to her. Whether you like Trump or not, he did not commit espionage. He did not disseminate, leak or provide information to a foreign power or to a news organization. What he did is very similar, in my view, to what Hillary Clinton did. The leading candidate for president of the United States on the Republican side is being prosecuted by his opponent. What's happening here is trying to delegitimize him. Most Republicans believe that the law now is a political tool, that the people in charge have their thumb on the scale. This double standard is real in the minds of most Republicans. Oh, poor Miss Lindsay, who happens to be one of the alleged January 6th co-conspirators and probably worried about how Jack Smith's investigation into the failed coup attempt is going after seeing the outcome of the investigation into Marlotto's classified document skullduggery, lost his ever-loving Southern composure when confronted with the fact that he may still cry, but what about Hillary's emails? However, that doesn't negate the fact that Donnie the Documents Burglar stole hundreds of U.S. federal government secrets and used them as reading material for his nightly 3 a.m. turd fests. Not to mention, but I'm totally going to mention it, that recording where Old Yeller is speaking about Mark Meadows' co-biographer while waving around the documents that he's not supposed to have but are totally his, which he totally declassified, but they were kind of planted at some point, but then he absolutely declassified. <laughs> yeah, we got the transcript of that call. Take a listen. And now we have the transcript in this recording. This was back in July 2021. He is speaking to some visitors at his New Jersey golf club. Among the people in the room were at least two people working on Mark Meadows' autobiography, as well as some Trump aides. He says, quote, well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't that amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Wait a minute. Let's see here. I just found this totally wins my case, except it is like highly confidential. Secret. This is secret information. Look. Look at this. He asks if he, someone in the room, if he can declassify it. And then he says, as president, I could have declassified, but now I can't. And that's because he had classified documents when he was no longer president. Folks, listen, I know the Republicans are flipping their lids, trying to convince the highly educated public that the poorly thought out lies they tell their moronic voting base is a legitimate rebuttal to what's happening to their dear leader. But that shit is not flying on this side of the aisle. Your dude is on tape talking about the classified documents he's waving in his hand to a group of people who do not have a security clearance and shouldn't be looking at those papers and not for nothing. But neither should the overbronze jackass holding them in the recording. The only reason he had them in the first place is because he stole them. But mistaking what people believe, as opposed to the facts of the matter, never bothered the worst Kevin in the house and pathetic excuse for a speaker who dispelled all doubt when whether or not he is actually stupid said this totally straight-faced to a room of reporters. 
Speaker McCarthy sort of glibly said yesterday there was a lock on that bathroom door at oh Mar-a-Lago. Let's listen. This is again. This is the Speaker oh of the House gosh. of the United States yesterday. What about those pictures? Was that a good look for the former president to have boxes in a bathroom? I don't know. Is it a good picture to have boxes in a garage that opens up all the time? A bathroom door locked. So, look, I don't want people to take these documents away. The vice president, um, Pence, but as a senator, you'd have that to steal the documents. You know what concerns me is you have, you have these... A lot of these documents behind a, a Corvette in, in a garage with the door wide open. It's like you're fighting with an idiot. <laughs> you said it. Apparently, perpetual whiner Kevin has never used the lock option on a bathroom door ever in his entire life. Because, spoiler alert, it locks from the inside. I swear. This guy is a walking facepalm. But folks, I did save the best for last because when it comes to the consequences chasing these Republicans right now, the kerfuffle from Florida came right out and admitted to what Jack Smith has just charged him for. And he did it during a speech no one asked him to make right after his arraignment. Roll tape. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of... 1917 wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that only the death penalty would do and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done, is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. The Espionage Act has been used to go after traitors and spies. It has nothing to do with a former president legally keeping his own documents. And there you have it, Mr. Jack Smith, the special counsel. It's the defense. The fraud father was just keeping classified and top secret documents because they belong to him. And the co-author of Mark Meadows' autobiography, those staffers, and allegedly the crown prince of Saudi Arabia all got to see these government secrets because they were actually property of Gerth Vader. So charging the former commander in cheese with the Espionage Act just because it covers willfully withholding national defense information like the documents Voldemort happened to steal, I mean, took with him when he left the White House, And even though it's a proper application of the law, I mean, come on. The national defense secrets were hidden. I mean, placed in boxes with his personal effects like framed photos and love letters from North Korea and Russia. So that makes everything that was in that box property of the YMCA whole. Wait, wait a minute. I am being told that that's not how that works. And just because Dingus packaged U.S. nuclear secrets along with his collection of presidential Big Mac boxes does not mean that they belong to him. And it's not just me saying this. Believe it or not, Sir Itzalot's former attorney general and new spokesperson for diabetes, Bill Barr, said this on one of those news talk shows. Now, we can't forget here, this entire thing came about because of reckless conduct 
uh, of the president. They're the government's documents. They're official records. They're not his personal records. Battle plans for an attack on another country or Defense Department documents about our capabilities are in no universe Donald J. Trump's personal documents. They are the government's documents. This idea that the president has complete authority to declare any document personal is, is obvious. It's facially ridiculous. These are official documents. It's inarguable. The president's daily brief provided by the intelligence community is not Donald J. Trump's personal document, period. And adding to the list of things I never thought I would say, Bill Barr is 100% correct. Not only did Fatty Kruger stuff a bunch of classified documents into boxes with his favorite bronzer and the trash panda he wears on his head, and then say that everything in those boxes belonged to him, he didn't want his lawyers or the FBI to find the documents that he supposedly had every right to have, so he played musical boxes and moved them all around his shitty golf resort in Florida because... <laughs> That's what people do with the things that belong to them. They hide them from their previous owners. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air every Sunday and follow the show on social media wherever you can find us. This Week Again is available for your listening pleasure on places like Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or basically wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much for listening to this show. Ta-der for now.